Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann and welcome to an all new episode of The Man from New York Podcast. Coming to you, of course, from New York City, where we are crushing the curve when it comes to COVID-19. So that's why we are entering what they call phase two, not to be confused with phase one. Uh, phase one was, you know, subway service being restored to pretty much normal and some business openings but now we're in phase two which means uh hair salons and barbershops uh restaurants can actually have patrons eat at the restaurant but not inside but outside and retail stores can have customers come in uh at reduced capacity Uh, so we're in phase two and many things are happening um so people seem very eager, right? I was, you see all the news reports, people are at restaurants in the city outside, dining, and people are enjoying company with their friends and family, which is okay, cool. And to me, it's just really hard. Like To me, part of going out to eat and spending time with friends and family is being a little bit carefree, right? Just having fun and letting your hair down, so to speak. Which to me seems very difficult to do with the shadow of the coronavirus hanging over everything. And you know, kind of, I mean, I understand businesses want to be open because they have to make money and employees need to make a living. But this seems kind of weird, right? You see someone with a mask on serving someone food and a beer and they're just laughing and they don't have a mask on. It seems very, a little off-putting to me. And, you know, I mentioned for barbershops and, and you know, nail salons and places like that people can go to now people want to look good and you know they've probably been in quarantine and they probably look like they just escaped uh from some like uh horror or wax museum so we are now in phase two uh it was announced that city beaches will be opening on july 1st meaning people can go swimming in the beautiful clean waters in New York City. And um actually that's a really good idea. I know a lot of people have some uh questions about the water quality when it comes to swimming in New York City. And but if you think about it, if anything is going to kill COVID nineteen, it's probably gonna be uh the waters in New York City beaches. Am I right? So beaches will be opening other big news um, it was announced that the Mets and the Yankees, our two professional baseball teams, will be having spring training here in New York City at their respective stadiums, Yankee Stadium and City Field. Now, of course, spring training usually happens in normal times in the spring down in Florida, but since baseball, after a long, contentious, ridiculous battle between the players' union and the owners about actually having the season, finally were able to come to a deal and reluctantly come to a deal. So there's going to be baseball and the Mets and Yankees, who would usually be in Florida training, are going to be in New York training for the season because Florida is one of many states which is having a huge increase in positive uh, testing rates, right, for COVID-19, Florida, Texas, uh, I believe North Carolina, South Carolina, Arizona, places where 
hospitals are nearing capacity with ICU beds. Pretty much the same story we saw here in New York in the beginning of this epidemic here in the United States is now happening in places which unfortunately did not take the precautions, kind of just figured they could just, I don't know, positively think their way through this epidemic without uh, making sure people were wearing masks and enforcing social distancing rules. So the Mets and Yankees are going to be here in New York. And, you know, what's weird about baseball is now other sports organizations, other sports leagues have announced that they're also coming back, right? The National Basketball Association, the NBA, uh, National Hockey League, uh, Major League Soccer, right? But the difference between them, those sports leagues are going to be in what they call bubbles, right? They're going to be in one place, having all their games and all their teams and personnel in one location to sort of try to protect uh, their players and protect their personnel. But Major League Baseball is actually going to be having teams travel from different cities to face each other. And this just seems like wishful thinking that this is going to go off without a hitch. I mean... I pray that everything goes okay, but this just seems like a recipe for disaster. Now, I understand, like any other business, professional sports teams, they want to make money. They're losing money, right? Not playing games and, you know, TV contracts. This is all big business. But this seems very, this seems like a very high-risk move to be conducting it in this manner. And uh, there was actually talk. Some people said, hey, you know what? Maybe they should just do all the games here in New York when it comes to the NBA because the NBA is going to be down in Florida and Orlando, but we've seen the increased rates down in Florida, so it might be safer to do here in New York. But that's probably not going to happen. Now, what else is happening uh, here in New York City? Actually, Governor Cuomo of New York, along with the governors of Connecticut and New Jersey, announced that if you are visiting from those other places to come to New York, you have to be in quarantine for 14 days. Which, you know, which I guess if you're coming to New York to visit, I guess, I don't know, friends or family, I don't know why you visit them if you bring in coronavirus as a as a gift, I guess, I don't know. But if you're visiting someone, I guess it's okay to stay uh, at someone's home or someplace for like 14 days. But let's say you're coming to New York because I don't know, you wanted to see New York during the epidemic, I don't know why, but let's say you're coming to New York. I mean, what would be the purpose, right, of if you have to be quarantined for 14 days? Like, so, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people. I'm sure there's going to be some lawsuits. There's going to be people who who are very angry about this. So, it's going to be very interesting. And it also happening in New York. Protesters have occupied City Hall, uh, particularly City Hall Park. Uh, protesters who are part of the uh, defund the police movement and the Black Lives Matter movement are there trying to uh, pressure the city to uh, make huge changes in their budget when it comes to the New York City Police Department. And particularly, I believe, I think people have been talking about like cut a billion dollars. So now they're occupying City Hall Park, which of course invokes images of 2011. When you remember, people took over a small park down in Lower Manhattan called Zakati Park, which was known as became known as Occupy Wall Street, a really huge movement which was in response to the Great Recession and sort of the move towards austerity uh by government uh, not only in the United States but around the world. 
So now we have sort of a replay of that where people are occupying City Hall to put pressure on the mayor and the city council uh, to enact uh, policies uh, that they want. And what's really interesting uh, in the face of everything that's happened with these protests is that they probably wouldn't have much fervor and as much intensity if it wasn't for the social distancing and sort of the isolation that people were in months leading up to it. I think there was a lot of pent-up anger and frustration, not just with people wanting to go outside, right, and, and sort of kind of be normal, but I think the pandemic sort of exposed or really shed a light on how flawed things are in our society and culture and how sort of the world, the way it works, doesn't quite work as well for most people when it comes to making a living and taking care of yourself and your family and the environment and access to food, all these different things became clarified uh, through the lens of COVID-19. So that's why you see all this frustration and you've seen, you know, all this sort of energy because people, a great number of people are like, you know what, the world is just sort of a, a messed up trash bag and I, I kind of want to do something about it. So that's what, I mean, people are trying to do. But the thing, and this is goes out to, this is for everyone, doesn't matter what you're doing. It seems like there's this rush, though, for people to, like, make things seem as they were beforehand. Like, as if we could just, okay, if we just do things we could do before, then that means everything is okay. So we're, like, trying to get back to normal, but what we're really getting to is sort of this illusion of what normal is. And, you, I mean, right now, we, you can almost say that what's happening now, as scary as things are now, these might actually be the good days. I mean, things could get worse. The economy can't get worse. Uh, this illness, this disease can get worse. So these might be the, like, I hate to say this, this sounds very cynical. These might be the good times, and which is really horrible if you think about all the people who have died, uh, the people who have, you know, lost their jobs. Uh, right now, uh, you know, people who couldn't pay their rent. Right now, the, the housing courts are going to be opening back up. So you, you're probably going to have a flood of evictions or cases where people are trying to stay in their homes. So, I mean, things are not, you know, A-OK right now. But compared to what could be, these might be the best of times, which really uh, is a, really a horrible thought as we are now in phase two here in New York City, and I think we're going to be in phase three in a couple of weeks, who knows, I don't even know what any of these phases, all of them are, and I know movie theaters, it seems, excuse me, are not in any of the planned phases so far, movie theaters, and like any other theaters, Broadway theaters, uh, which is going to be really interesting, uh, because will the movie industry survive will the theater business survive not being able to come back until sometime next year hopefully and you think about 
you know, all those, especially Broadway and the Times Square area. And speaking of Times Square, it was announced that the huge McDonald's there on 42nd Street will be closing. Now, I'm not going to pick on fast food restaurants because I eat fast food. As much as we know all the things, the quibbles about fast food, about health and blah, 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 and texture and quality. But look, I eat fast food like anyone else. But to be honest with you, there's nothing worse than going to a fast food restaurant in a place like Times Square. Any huge, like, commercial district that has just tons of people from workers and tourists is usually the worst. It's, just, it's so crowded. Uh, you can, you can, if you want to sit down, you can't get a seat. It's, just, it's really a horrible experience. It is not happy at all. You cannot have a happy meal in those conditions. I'm sorry. With all those people and the noise and you got to wait online forever because there's like a family of 18 from Wisconsin in front of you all trying to figure out what they want to eat. So, you you know, it's just, you know, I feel bad for the workers who have jobs to go back to. But maybe we could do something a little different. Like if you ever, like the Times Square of old, and I'm not talking about like the, you know, Prostitutes and the drugs. I'm talking about like, <clears throat> well, okay, they were prostitutes and drugs even then. But like in like, even before then, like in the 50s and 40s, you had those huge like cafeterias uh, where people could come in and, and eat and greet and socialize. It'd be nice if we could have something like that where it's not so much, not as much commercial, but a place where the, you know, the regular working day man can stop in have a, a good cup of coffee and hang out with his friends and talk to some people for an hour or two or whatever. Which has been, the, I think, one of the main problems here in New York City for quite a while is the expense. I mean, everyone knows New York City is expensive. But it got prohibitively more expensive in New York just to do nothing. I'm not talking about, like, going to a show or any special event. But, I mean, just the fact that, hey, if you wanted to go somewhere and, like, have a quick bite or just, you know, relax, the, there's been less places to do that, for, especially when it's cheap, right? So, you know, I'm hoping post-pandemic New York City will be places that will be a little bit more friendly uh, as far as when it comes to, to money, as far as to your wallet, a little bit more wallet-friendly. Hopefully, when it comes to everything, right? As the city is facing huge budget uh, shortfalls, uh, the the subway system is is probably gonna be broke, which is nothing new. It's like you know, it's always always needed poverty anyway. So we are in phase two here in New York City. Hopefully, we will get to a phase where we won't need to even use the term phase anymore. We just be like, we're just here and we're okay. I'm Glenn Mann. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Glenn Price Mann. You know the deal. That's Glenn with two ends, Price, Mann with two ends. Thank you for listening to the Man from New York podcast. Yeah.